All right, so we're rolling, we're live. All right, uh, I'm Steve with X1, SVP of Operations. I'm sitting here with Dr. Shannon Gibson of the David B. O'Malley College of Business at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. Welcome, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, I'm excited to be here and it's always fun to sit down with an alum as well. Yes, yes, I am an alum. After my run in the Army, I graduated in 2009 and um, have not even thought about leaving aviation. So it's a, it's, a, it's a great institution. So super excited to sit down with you today and, and talk to you a little bit about what the university's doing, um, how the university is looking at and evaluating business aviation and the opportunities that exist within it for its students. Absolutely. Uh, but I think before we go down that wormhole and get deep into that mix, why don't you tell us who you are and how you got here? Sure, I would love to. Um, my path's a little bit unique, perhaps. I came to Embry-Riddle. I've actually been in higher ed now for about 21 years. Okay. Came to Embry-Riddle in Daytona Beach on, well, my first day of work was April 1st, 2020. Okay. So right there at the beginning of COVID. Yes. It was a little oh bit gosh. interesting. How about that for timing? It was yeah, unique. That, that must have been interesting. It was. The move was difficult, but getting there was fabulous. And there's nothing better than being the boss, getting handed the keys to the whole building, yeah. and then getting to snoop around while everybody's <laughs> gone. But now- so Before you did that, what were you up to? Up before that, I had spent- Three years as Dean of the College of Business at Texas A&M Commerce. Okay. Just outside Dallas. And prior to that, I spent 16 years at East Carolina University. Oh, no kidding. Yes. So a pirate. And then the last five there is the Associate Dean of Business. Okay. Very cool. But my background, my PhD is actually in industrial and organizational psychology. Okay. So I'm inherently interested in what makes organizations tick, what motivates people, and kind of what brings them forward into what they do. Mm -hmm. And so I get asked a lot, how did you end up at Embry-Riddle? Sure. Because I wasn't an aviation or an airspace right. researcher. And it's kind of funny. So after 17 years in higher ed, loving what I did and enjoying the administrative side of it, I really felt that I was missing something mm. or that maybe what I was doing in the industry was missing something. Mm and decided that I would take the next step, go back on the job market, but I went at, it, went at it with a very specific set of criteria. No more did I want large public institutions that okay. are being everything to everybody, which is amazing. Sure. I went looking for a mid-sized, private, mission-focused institution. Well, you certainly found one. And that's how I found myself at Embry-Riddle. Yeah. Now, I had some familiarity uh, my husband actually got his first master's from Embry-Riddle okay. when he was active duty military okay. many, many years ago. So when I spoke with the headhunter, she said, we've got this school. I said, oh, yes, I've heard of that. And we had lots of aviator friends who had come through. Sure. But when I first came to campus, it was so evident how different it was mm. when I was interviewing. Mm. And I thought, you know, this may not have been what I was initially thinking when I said mission-focused, mm -hmm. but this absolutely is very mission-driven, and it met all the criteria that a good business dean should look for. Okay. They knew who they are. They were financially sound. Mm -hmm. I had strong faculty, strong industry partners, and some of the most precocious students I have ever encountered. And so so what, what were some of the differences that you encountered? <laughs> you touched on that a second ago. Any specifics <laughs> you could call out? So business students tend to be highly motivated students in general wherever you go. Mm -hmm. But I'll give you a really sp specific example. I was a management professor for 17 years. And you would talk to management students and you would say, well, what are you studying? Management. What do you want to be when you grow up? A manager. Right. Well, where do you want to be a manager? And you'd be pulling retail industry, service industry, banking 
Students in traditional schools don't usually think that way. Right. The first group of students I met with at Embry-Riddle mm -hmm. when I was interviewing for the job, I said, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be the director of operations for a large-scale FBO operation and specialize on the real estate side of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm studying finance, but I intend to go into aircraft leasing. Mm -hmm. Or I'm interested in risk management insurance, but I'm now following this brand new emergence of satellite insurance. This is unlike what you find in most institutions. Sure. And it aligns with the fact that every time we walk outside, everybody on that campus looks at the sky. Isn't that a thing? You know, I was, I've always long said that uh, as having been a student there, you, you walk in between those colleges and it's a 172. It's the 30th one you've seen all morning, but you still look at it. They do indeed. Everybody looks at it. And this group of humans in this meeting setting right here is the same way. It's just odd. We're, we're just driven by it. It's so I cool. used to say that I it love was, it you noticed that. I used to say that students were lucky if they came to a large school and they found their tribe. The students that come to Embry-Riddle know their tribe. Yeah. And even the ones who may come for a non-aviation, aerospace, or space reason, and I'll point this out, the athletes, for example. Every university talks about their athletes. Mm -hmm. Embry-Riddle does the most amazing job of recruiting smart students who happen to be good athletes. Mm -hmm. They come in, and I find that with exposure to alumni and discussions around the opportunities in aviation, aerospace, and space, they may have never thought of that, but suddenly they find their place mm -hmm. because there is a place for people who are social media, media marketing specialists. Sure. Or there's place for people who want to be accountants. Sure. Or they're obsessed with human factors and exercise physiology. Mm -hmm. It all aligns within aviation, aerospace, and space in some way, shape, or form. Sure. It's a very unique setting with very special students and faculty. I, I fully agree. It's a very unique place, and it's just a, an incredibly powerful institution. So now you get the job, right? So you're there. You're at the Daytona Beach campus. I am indeed. Okay. And you've been there for two years. Mm -hmm. What has blown you away? What, what do you know about the university? What do you think are the coolest things about it? Like, what, what does the world need to hear? So I think the world needs to know a few things if they're not already familiar. One, we are, we have been around for almost 96 years now, 96 I think. Years. We are absolutely the preeminent aviation, aerospace, and space university in the world. I don't believe anyone holds a candle to us. The growth in our university speaks to that in space. If you follow the normal media, you'll hear about the dearth of or the death, actually, of higher education. There's not enough young people in the population. They're not seeking out four-year or graduate degrees. Mm -hmm. I arrived at Embry-Riddle. There were, I don't know, a little over 7,000, 7,100 students two and a half years ago. Okay. We had a strategic plan to be at 7,500 students by 2024. Okay. Our campus topped 8,000 this year. Wow. Which tells me that Something's wrong with the media if they don't see that when you provide a unique service where 96% of your students are employed within six months of graduation or going to grad school, and you have fabulous industry partners, both on the commercial, the general aviation, and the business aviation side, people are excited. They want the education we have, but you have to make certain they understand how special we are and give them exposure to those opportunities. So... I love what Embry-Riddle does because I think we open that window to the world for so many people. Mm -hmm. We do have three campuses. I think not everyone realizes that. Sure. 
The Daytona Beach campus is the largest. We also have a Prescott, Arizona campus, which honestly I think is a very cool place because it's just a very different vibe. We have a beach vibe and a desert mountain vibe, and yeah. students fit in differently, right. which is something unique. We also have what we call the Worldwide Campus, which caters to adult learners, non-traditional backgrounds. That includes also a residential campus in Singapore that not everyone knows about, about 600 undergraduate students there, which is different. But Worldwide has in excess of 22, 23,000 students about 90% of whom are military-affiliated yeah, in some way. Say, I, I remember very, very vividly in the military that many people were going through the worldwide campus to get okay. their degrees as they were serving. Yep. So, And what it allows us to do, and something I'm very excited about, is many of my students come to me, and they really are traditional residential students. They're enjoying that four-year residential internship, promoting their classes. They get out, they take their first job. But because we have the worldwide campus, they can stay tied to the school they love and pursue their graduate education that way. So we're seeing more of that. Sure. Or we have traditional students who may be military veterans or they may be in the reserves. Mm -hmm. They get deployed. They can continue their education seamlessly. And that's something no other institution can do the way we do. Sure. So it's three campuses, one university, and high levels, high levels of synergy. Yeah, to, to your point just a second ago, that, that happened to me. Uh, so I, I was served in the military. I got out in 2006, worked, for, worked as part of an aviation squadron, from the 101st okay. Airborne Division. Um, my father was a helicopter pilot. My, great, my grandfather was a, uh, an Air Force pilot. So it was always in my blood. But I got out of the military and went to UCF. And I showed up there, and it just wasn't right. It looked good on paper. It briefed well. There was nothing wrong with it. But in my mind, it just wasn't resonating. So I, I shout out to my brother. I'm talking to him one day. And he's like, dude, why aren't you going to Embry-Riddle? And I was like, <gasps> why did, what? Like literally that weekend, I went up there and uh, met with Susan Day, who was running transfer admissions in the admissions department. And... Uh, Pretty much got, got enrolled kind of then and there. It actually ended up working for her during my time at, at Embry-Riddle. She's wonderful. So shout out to Susan. She's awesome if she's out there listening. Um, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's invigorating, right, to be there. And I'm taking an accounting class, and sure, I hate accounting, but we're looking at accounting as it relates to aviation. So right. there's that hook that kept me interested and allowed me to be a very successful student where I think if I'd have gone to a traditional university, I'd have been moderately successful because I would only have been moderately interested. Right. Right. So that, that was really what bolstered me and, 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 and plunged me into this market and this world of business aviation. So as we sort of take the conversation in that direction here, I think that I've noticed Embry-Riddle have sort of a bolstered focus in recent years. Um, and that might be an overstatement of a term, but a bolstered focus towards the business, business aviation segment. Your presence at the NBAA shows is growing. Uh, the amount of uh, alumni that I come across is growing. The amount of students that I interview is growing. Um, so I wonder if you can speak to that a little bit and the importance of business aviation as it relates to Embry-Riddle and, and the opportunity that it might provide to your students. I appreciate that opportunity because I will say sometimes, particularly when parents come during the summer, they may not understand quite yet the student's passion or they may not be certain that Embry-Riddle is right for them. Because when they think of aviation jobs, they think, well, my child does not want to be a pilot and doesn't want to be an aerospace engineer. Right, but there's so much more. There's so yeah. much more opportunity. Now, in all fairness, 
We have an amazing pilot program yes, with ma'am. very unique opportunity to go directly to the commercial airlines. But even within that population, we're seeing this continued focus on business aviation. And I'm, I'm going to circle back to this again, but what's happening is business aviation is now focusing on these students. Mm-hmm. And they're realizing it's about investing early in their academic career and bringing them forward through mentorship and ongoing interaction. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens in the College of Engineering. Obviously, we have relationships with major OEMs and big commercial aviation entities. But just as many of our sponsors, the people that are putting together scholarships for students, hiring them for internships, are letting them see what it's like to work on the business aviation side. And for me, that's been one of my most critical tasks. Everywhere I go, business alumni are business, right? And whether it doesn't matter so much what their setting is. But when I come somewhere like NBAA and I can go to any booth and say, okay, who's an Embry-Riddle alum? And a third of the hands will shoot up. My next comment is, when can I get you back on campus? Mm -hmm. When can I get you in the classes? And I look at my business leadership board, which is comprised of executives across the many sectors of the business of flight, as I refer to it. Sure. They come in and they talk about their companies. They spend time in the classes. I have a young alumni leadership board that I never had before, people that have graduated in the past 10 years. They are overwhelmingly working in business aviation. Mm. And it's because they're finding those opportunities, MROs, FBOs, aviation leasing, aviation finance, aviation risk management and insurance. Mm. And then there still are those positions in the commercial. But as an institution, I believe that business aviation is now coming in and being present and being seen. And that's where the awareness of the students come. Mm -hmm. And that creates demand. The other fabulous thing about students is peer-to-peer marketing. So I always tell companies, come in, talk to some students. Student A will tell student B who will go talk to student C. It is so exciting to me. I think that there are... At any given time during this week, at least 40 Embry-Riddle students present at NBAA right now. Oh, yeah. And we're not even at Collegiate Connect Day, which is tomorrow. Yeah. And it's because I can run over to one of my colleagues at one of the alum at GE Aviation. He's like, Shannon, I have talent acquisition here today and tomorrow. Send me your students. Right. And I've sent three freshmen over today, and I've sent one master's student who graduated a year ago over. And they want to talk to them. And the word gets around. So when I have the business aviation community coming to Embry-Riddle and saying, hey, we've got this project and I don't have the manpower to put on it right now, but it would make a great student project for a class because they remember how meaningful those real world opportunities were in their classroom. And I say, can you spend the time with the students explaining this and working with them? Absolutely. So they bring in projects, the students do an amazing job, marketing plans, business analytics work, how do we monetize data? And they interact with the executives and the people who are alumni, who believe in what they're doing. It creates an ecosystem where business aviation starts to seem really cool. Yeah, for sure. And it happens across all our colleges all the time, and there's more and more of it. It's driving enthusiasm. It is. You know, and I think that it is a incredibly mutually beneficial relationship from employer in business aviation perspective to student in business aviation perspective. You know, we're able to leverage the youthful zest of idea. 
Mm -hmm. right? For us, for example, right? If we needed to develop an application and we went to you all and we said, hey, we want some resources exactly like you pointed out earlier, I can't wait to see what these young minds come up with that we're not even thinking about yet. And I also can't wait to give them direct exposure to how it really works. And then ultimately for the university, you're making wildly prepared students ready to hit that market, which you talked about a little bit earlier about the, the job market on the other side. And I, I think we should touch on that here in a second. But they're just so much more prepared. Like that, that's not a shot on students that, that are not from Embry-Riddle or that, uh, whatsoever. But there's, I've noticed in many occasions that there's an ability to have a meaningful conversation about aviation, that shared passion that is central to our community with students right out of college, which is incredible. I hate to say this, but anyone can learn accounting or finance or marketing analytics. You sure. cannot teach the passion for all these things overhead that fly right. through the sky. Right. And you're right. My students come in and they know the parts of an airplane and they know the lingo and all the crazy acronyms that we love in this environment. Right. And they're keeping up. They, they're tracking flight aware to see where the planes are going right. and who's going where. They are very much in this because it's something that's meaningful to them. And our industry demands it. Sorry to, sorry to cut you off midstream there, but our industry demands it. I mean, as a young person coming into the industry, my knowledge of aviation allowed me to stay on my toes mm -hmm. in difficult conversations with prospects and customers because I knew what I was talking about. Um, I think you can get away with a lot more in other industries, but we don't have a lot of tolerance in aviation for a lack of understanding of how an aircraft works. So just that in and of itself provides advantage, None, not to mention all of these wonderful opportunities that the university and the industry is creating for your students. Well, I think one of the things that becomes quickly evident at Embry-Riddle is the culture of safety mm. that is perpetuated across the institution, mm. which is also indicative of the industry as a whole. Yeah. To your point, we don't have a lot of tolerance because when things go badly, people die. Right. And so the safety culture, that sense of need for perfection across all types of dis business disciplines, engineering disciplines, is paramount. Right. And my students understand that, and I think that makes them unique. Absolutely. We were talking earlier, and I do think it's a really exciting time for our students. Mm -hmm. Many of the times when I come across alumni, it's like you, they may have come and graduated right at the beginning of the big recession, 2008, 2009, or I get alumni who graduated right after 9-11, and they graduated into a very different job market where it might have taken six or eight months. I'm watching my best students have job offers in hand in September, and they don't graduate until May. Wow. And it's very interesting to watch how the companies are responding. And it's really exciting as well. Part of what's been fun about that, though, is helping the students understand how uniquely lucky they are and how that also means that the expectations that go with that are now exponentially higher. That's absolutely right. And they live up to it. it right. It's gratifying to see that. But among the people I talk with here, it's a talent war. Right, you are all going after the best students. And I think that's one of the fun things about being at Embry-Riddle as well. There were over 140 companies at this fall's Career Expo. We literally filled the basketball stadium and then moved into the student union. Students were waiting in line for 45 minutes. But what's really fun, and I'll, I'll just make a call out here, Textron Aviation said they go to other universities and they set up a booth and the students come up and they're, who are you? Right. They come to Embry-Riddle and the students are, are you Bell? Are you Beechcraft? Are you Textron Foundation? 
you know, they know their company as well as they do, and they sure. come in prepared and understand it. Right. And there's a real there's a real advantage in hiring the students with that base of knowledge. Right. And that 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 passion that you've spoke of it, it drives oh I don't know hunger. Right. Those students I've been to those job fairs I've exhibited there. It's they're ready to go. Resume in hand. Let's rock and roll. I know who you are. I researched you before I got here. And it's like, yes, yes, this is what I want. And there's a good business case for the business side. The students that come in with this inherent passion and motivation stay. Right. And that's the other thing. I've had companies, we've talked to them about coming and working with our students. And I had one organization say, oh, you're a coastal school. Only students who live in Florida are going to want to come. And I thought, you have no idea. The students who come to Embry-Riddle, whether it's Prescott or Daytona, are from all over the world. Right. And they're looking for jobs all over the world. Mm -hmm. And if you don't come meet them, you're missing out. Because right. you're missing this wealth of net talent and knowledge that you're not going to find anywhere else. And I think that's part of what makes Embry-Riddle special. Whether it's putting cameras into space on satellites. That's so cool. It is cool. Yeah. Or working with major suppliers to iron out terms for the lease on a jet or working in the physiology of space. Right. We bring together a unique skill set in our faculty and the students pick up with that and they go everywhere. Right. And yes, there are times where it ebbs and flows. It's right. I won't lie. Entrepreneurial students in the business school right now are obsessed with space. Well, absolutely. Billionaires keep shooting themselves off into space. It's a great story. But it's also about the privatization of something that used to be largely governmentally controlled. Mm -hmm. And it's the democratization, right? Now, students of all types, not just test pilots, can think of themselves as potentially being an astronaut one day. And that's different and unique. And Embry-Riddle is right there on the forefront of it. Right. Because we're growing students across the board. And not to mention the eVTOL market, right? And, and how that's just on the cusp, but absolutely going gangbusters. Yeah, the, the advanced air mobility market, the urban air mobility market, we've got faculty who are on the cutting edge of research on everything from the actual bodies to the batteries, which we were talking about earlier today. Right. People who are very interested, for example, and we've all talked about the FAA certification rules. Sure. The infrastructure that's going to be required. The degree to which this is absolutely going to be a different evolution across the world based on different nations, different rules, and different types of economies. Absolutely. And it's all happening right there on our campus. Right, right. And it's close. It's All of this is right at hand. That's, that's fantastic. It's always cool to see, like, look back at the peers that I graduated with and see how vastly dispersed across the many niches, niches of, of this industry there are major manufacturers, software technology companies. I never thought I'd be working in tech. I knew I'd be working in aviation. Never thought in a million years I'd be working in tech. Yet here I am and it's awesome. Well, and I think what makes it work so well at Embry-Riddle is it is truly a collaborative environment. When you and I first interacted, you came to me with a project that you were looking for. And I very quickly realized it wasn't actually a business school product, at least at the outset. Right. That you needed computer science students right. and engineering. I love reaching out to engineering and finding the people and saying, here, take this wonderful project. But when you're ready to talk about the marketing and the utilization, come back and my students will be the ones to pick it up and run with it. Cool. And that's representative of academia at its best anyway. Right. It is the inclusiveness that comes from bright people with a common mission, but synergistic skills. Absolutely. And that's what the best student projects bring together as that's well. That's fantastic. It's very good.
So then as we pivot and we look forward, right, next 12 to 24 months, what's it looking like for the College of Business and, and, and Embry-Riddle? Any special stuff you want to talk about? I want to talk about the university looking at the things that matter in society and societal impact. Okay. Because it's such a big topic in all factors of aviation, aerospace, and space. Okay. So one of the areas that's really near and dear to my heart are areas related to diversity and inclusion and how that's starting to evolve in aviation and aerospace. One of the things I love about being in the business school is we are one of the most diverse colleges. And that means that we're bringing in a talent pool that's much stronger, I believe, than what we've seen in the past. And I awesome. think that bodes well for business. For sure. And we're seeing that across the university as we really pay attention to that. We're seeing a much greater focus across campus on sustainability. Right. And what, does that, what does it actually look like? Right. And we all know it's going to be manifest across numerous different manner. It may be sustainable aviation fuel here. It may be different types of electric engines over here. And on the business side, we're always looking at the business model that makes sense because you have to be looking at sustainable aviation, for example, on the finance side even. Sure. And so bringing all that together, I think you're going to see an increased focus on that. We obviously recently brought Robert Sumwalt to campus, and we now have a major focus on that aviation safety and building a center around that. I love that because these centers of excellence, again, bring together synergistic faculty and students who are interested in all different aspects to work together. Very cool. And then in my college, the other big growth area is entrepreneurship. Our Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship is uniquely focused on entrepreneurship on that technology side, the innovative stuff that the, in, that the institution is best known for. Sure. So collaborating with NASA and having students come up oh, with wow. ideas on tech transfer. So we talk about Earth for space and space for Earth and how technology can be utilized. That's cool. That's a really exciting thing we're so seeing. So I imagine you're getting a lot of interest from the students, especially within the graduate program on the entrepreneurship. That's very cool. It is. And again, one of the things about entrepreneurship is I see it as a bridge to other parts of the campus. Uh -huh. Right. So engineers are fabulous for coming up with a really cool idea that they want to create. Business students look at that and say, and how much is it going to cost you to manufacture it? And can you sell it at a profit? Mm -hmm. Again, they come together and it works out beautifully. The university has an amazing research park with a lot of corporate partners who are in that incubation and acceleration stage of entrepreneurship. I have students who intern over there, and that's an amazing opportunity for them as well. But the grad students certainly, as you pointed out, are very excited about this. Yeah, that's great. The other thing I'm seeing, and I love this, is we're seeing the biggest growth for me in the business school is actually an accelerated master's programs. Oh. So we have students from across campus who are studying engineering or science or flight, and they say, hey, I'm a good student. I can take these three or four classes my senior year as an undergrad that are business grad classes gotcha. and finish up their master's degree within a year. And so we not only have the MBAs that are aviation-focused, but we've got two niche degrees that I love. One is we have a master's of aviation finance. You won't find anything else like it anywhere in the country. Right. And it very uniquely situates our students within the financial services industry. And we have a brand new master's of aerospace business analytics. And oh my this is an industry that <laughs> loves to create data. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say the, the data is very sought after and mm -hmm. it is vast and it needs to be consolidated and turned actionable. So what do you got? 
it, it's been a lot of fun. So we brought in our first class this fall. Cool. And it's it's actually a very nice compatible degree because the university also has a data science degree and people often ask, well, how is it different? I always laugh and say, well, the data science students love to crunch the numbers. The business analytics students love to interpret the numbers after they're crunched yeah. and actually sure. draw meaningful conclusions from yeah. them that have business resonance. So right. I'm really excited about that. I expect that both of those programs to continue growing in the next couple of years. Yeah. It's a big area for us. Excellent. And I also expect, as you rightly noted, entrepreneurship to continue to move forward. But as a whole, I see the institution getting bigger. I think we're going to need more land for more dorms. I don't know where we're going to put everybody. <laughs> we're get them right. We built a parking garage. We were out of parking space, oh so we went up instead of out that right. regard. Right. But I do believe that there is a passion there in the community, and people understand that when you target your education towards something you love, and the field is this big, this vast, once they understand it, there's no turning back. I agree. I agree. Super awesome time chatting with you today. Thank you, Dr. Gibson, for spending some time with us and, uh, and look forward to watching the continued growth and success of the university. Thank you. I've had a blast. I love sharing our story. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's great. We'll be go Eagles. Yeah, go Eagles. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, then.